fucking pensioner jab. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Hello. And returning, Jordan Garcia. Hola, como estas? Oh, si. That's a good answer. How are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you. It's uh, lovely to be back. Is it lovely to be back? No, I changed my mind. See you guys. Yeah, fair. How you been anyway? Been a been a while. It has been a while. I uh, spent last week dying to uh, Daddy Pfizer. Got my uh, second jab, so I'm fully five G compatible. Nice, nice. I got my second jab of AZ last week. Pretty yeah, yeah. We know you're a boomer. Um, the fucking pensioner jab. <laughs> <laughs> That was Adam's fault. I remember that. Yeah, that was Adam's. <laughs> I haven't said anything this week. Let let it just be known. How yet, dare you yet. Fucking rag on my choice of vaccination. It's a free damn country. Oh Jesus! Yeah, you got mine tomorrow night. So that's exciting. Well, I'm getting Pfizer. I didn't want to get AZ. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a choice. Fucking clown. Nothing. <laughs> Um, nice. Uh, so yeah, Jordan, you, you got a bit touched up by the second. Uh, I did. It didn't help that I had some prior health issues. Nothing super serious, but uh, for the time that I was, uh, you know, down and out for the count, uh, my nausea was really bad. Mm. Uh, but you know, I'm past it now, and I'm all good. Is that because you only um, like to look at look at things in sixty frames a second? Mate, what the fuck is wrong with you? 120, get it right. Sorry. Disgusting. Man, we think it's some kind of plebeian. But, <laughs> but yeah, nah, uh, feeling a lot better. And then annoyingly, last night, my hard drive failed. So I've got like, I think, collectively 300 gigs of storage on my PC right now. Shout out. So, Shout uh, out to yep. hard drives. Yep, love, love when that happens. But, uh, yeah, uh, not it's a much bad time, man. Nice. And uh, Adam, Tassie's been in, no, sorry, Hobart has been in lockdown. Yeah, um, so the, the southern half of the state. So not, Shit. not. yeah, exactly. The asshole of the state has, has been in lockdown. Um, but no, it's the, it, was, it was only like a, a snap three-day lockdown. <laughs> it's they're, they're out of it now. No, no, no cases in the community. So yeah, all good news. Snapped out of it, some would say. You could say that. You could. You could. You could. I did. I did. <laughs> well, uh, so also, you got a. I know you like big packages. Oh, you, you know you me. Received one of the biggest you've ever got. Huge package. Week. I could barely take it. Um, I did. I I received. Old Zach Daddy's sloppy seconds. PC has arrived. Got the the monitor set up. Got myself a keyboard. 
Uh, I'm off the surface, even though we're recording the podcast and I'm using the surface now. But it's, uh, yeah, a new day has dawned. It's a good old time. How does it feel to join the ranks of uh, Jordan and co? I'll be honest, it feels a little bit dirty because I've been pro console for my whole life. But not that I plan on changing that. I think I'm still going to be using my, my consoles as my primary. But I don't know. It feels a little bit dirty, but in a good way. So, uh, Adam, tell us how you're going to break in the old stallion. Um, like a dickhead, I played a game that I can play on any console and booted up Apex this morning uh, like a fool. Uh, so... <laughs> Not in okay. any grand way. Do, do you want to know how I broke in my PC when I first got it? Yeah, Are we talking on. about PCs? Go on. <laughs> I played Dark Souls 1. Not even, not even the remaster <laughs> didn't exist. Just the, the shitty PC port of Dark Souls 1. You I didn't even mod it. That. Well, no, I no, did d- mod it. No course. DS mod, nothing. Of course I did DS fix. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted weird. that authentic 15 frame experience. Oh. Nah, I, got, I got that on the 360. Now you've been uh, vaccinated from that. Can't, uh, can't handle <laughs> that <low. laughs> yeah, that's uh, how I nice. broke in my PC. But um, so we know uh, this. This the listeners of this podcast know very well that I have some issues, or sorry, had some issues, some fan issues. Um, yeah, you've got too many of them. They're uh, breaking down your doors. Um, but I gave it a good old, you know, blew out the dust. Mm-hmm. How's uh, how's she sounding? Instead of a car engine, it's more like a lawnmower now. So it's it's it is it is an improvement. That's uh, well. To be clear, we're still talking about PCs. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> talking about whatever you want, mate. <laughs> nah. So yeah, the the fans definitely get it's going. Choose your own adventure. Nah, they you can still hear them, but they're yeah they're definitely not as loud. I could hear them from from here when we mm. weren't recording the potty before. So she, she was uh, vast improvement. It was a dusty old, old one. She was, he was, they were, that PC was. Anyway, uh-huh. um, before we get stuck into it, I've got to give a big shout outs because I've promised this shout outs for months. Since the uh, episode 100 live stream, I promised the shout outs, but haven't delivered on the shout out yet. So big Sid Big Sid Licious, my man. Uh, big shout outs to you. Thank you for listening to all the episodes. We love you. Kisses from everyone. All right. Where do we start? What have, what have we all been playing? That's where we usually start. So let's let's go there. Uh, Jordan, you've been haven't been here for a while. Let's uh, listen to what you've been playing. I'm sure we can all no have a guess. Okay, no. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, I've been playing a bit. Uh, I'm officially unsubscribed from Final Fantasy fourteen, taking a break before Endwalker. So he's taking a break for like two weeks. Excuse me, it's like three or four. Get it right. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I did a, a whole playthrough of uh, Pokemon Platinum in the lead up to Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl or whatever it's called, the Gen 4 remakes. How'd you rate it? Um, I mean, it's Pokemon Platinum. It's a great time. Yeah, um, Platinum's a banger. So I had some wild luck where, like, the third Pokemon I encountered was a shiny. Don't ask me how Ooh. I happened, but, you know, you take what you can get. Tell us, um, what was the shiny? What was uh, it? It was, a sh- it was a Shinx. Nice, that's not bad. Yes, yeah, so I had a shiny luck. Sorry. And then, when I went to get a, a Gibble, 
that was shiny as well. So I was Ooh. like, cool, I got a shiny Garchomp. That's a win. Much different. Doesn't look much yeah. different to the original. But, but it has that cool sparkle effect. It Hooray. does, and that's what's important, because it makes you a better player. Damn right. Um, I've been playing some uh, Sea of Thieves on, on the weekends. Have been having a, a great time with that, though the PvP shits me to tears, because the gameplay is not like the actual moment-to-moment combat of the game is not very good. Uh, and then, you know, since the flavor of the month right now is Back for Blood, I've been playing World War Z. Uh, Naturally, good. Have uh, you have you played the new is that the new update? Uh Aftermath. So yes. I, I don't have the Aftermath DLC, but from what I can see, so most no. of most of what it adds is just like stuff that skips most of the main progression of the game and a poorly implemented first person mode. Um but outside of that, the game is honestly like really solid. It you know, it's nothing fantastic, but you know, it does what it does well. And, uh, you know, I, I don't regret clicking uh, Claim when it was free on the Epic Store. Uh, Epic then, has some pretty good freebies, eh? They, they, they have definitely some, do. They have some bangers. Mm. Like, um, but, yeah, and then lastly, I've been, you know, more Pokemon because I'm really keen for the Gen 4 remakes. Um, been doing a new playthrough of Pokemon Let's Go, and I forgot how much of just, like, a... A lovely, endearing game that is. I haven't played it yet. Really? Oh, I highly recommend it. It's just, yeah. it's a good time. Nice. I thought you were going to go with a little bit more, but hit the, uh, hit the <laughs> end there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Adam, Adam, you haven't been reviewing. What have you been up to? I, I haven't been doing much in the way of video gaming. But board games, you know that I've been playing some. Uh, <laughs> Tell me more. I do. It's the it's pretty much the only gaming that I've actually done this week. I've got a mate that's renovating his house, so we've been all hands on deck, tearing up carpet and putting down floorboards and whatnot. Um, but yeah, as far as games go, uh, I played Obscurio for the first time the other night, which is made by the same people that do Dixit and Mysterium. So it's like a you all play as sorcerers trying to to make it uh, make their way out of a a cursed library and you have to go through portals that are uh, depicted by these really beautiful art cards. And one of, one of the sorcerers is being deceitful and is trying to lead you astray. So it's like Mysterium, but it has kind of a, a deception element. So that was really cool. Uh, and I've also played Dracula's Feast, which is a cool little card game. That's uh, again, social deduction where you each play a different, like uh, a monster from the, the universal monsters kind of subcategory so dracula swamp thing all of that sort of stuff uh, and you just have to ask each other different questions to kind of find out who everyone is and to win you have to guess the entire table and be able to find out who each person is to win and that's a good bit of fun because it has less to do with the board more to do with just interacting with your friends so that's always a good time last one Nathan, what have you uh, what have you been playing? I have been pretty well stuck into wrapping up the old review on Back for Blood, but I did just sneak in a bit of time with Metroid Dread. And lucky me, I was able to break out Metroid Dread on a Nintendo Switch OLED. I managed to nab one from 
the good guys for about 440 delivered on launch that's a that's a whopping like what 120 bucks off retail lot or so like yeah damn quite the dip uh and a very lucky deal just spotted by or reported by old mate Kieran Verbruge over at <laughs> press start so uh that was neato and yeah metroid dread seems all right I'm not in love with it. I think it's pretty good, but I can see why people are like, yeah, now the Metroidvania genre is kind of flooded to bring out Metroid, old grandpa back onto the scene. <laughs> um, probably not as innovative and compelling. Still really neat. Um, I can see why some people might bounce off it, but I like it. And the Switch OLED. Yeah, it's got a super sexy screen. Totally wasn't worth the investment. <laughs> but I get to hand my switch down to my partner and I'll sell off her old one and, I don't know, make a bit of money on the side. Win, win, win. Nice. Mm. All right. Uh, I don't have much for you either this, this week because I've been reviewing something, but I did dabble a little bit more with Warp Frontier, which I spoke about last week. It's the Australian point-and-click game. Uh I'll save it for maybe next week, and I'll and I'll talk a bit more about it then. So I should have some solid time with it. Sweet. That's. I feel like I feel like I've played one other thing, but I don't think I have. I think I'm just talking, talking trash. All right, let's get stuck into the reviews. Nathan, do you want to give us a quick recap, just a minute or two, on what's changed since last week with your Back for Blood review? Because that did land uh, overnight. Um, so tell us what the uh, final days were like with it. Certainly, Zach. So last week we left on a tentative eight. We're feeling quite strong about Back for Blood, especially off a fairly lukewarm reception to the beta. So I've been able to spend a bit more time with it in the weeks since, uh, particularly over the weekend, to really push the boundaries of the game outside of the first campaign run because I wrapped that up shortly after the or yeah i wrapped that up around about the podcast last week so now i've got some time to dip into the swarm mode have a touch of the single player and just kind of dive into the card system a little bit more and the more i peel back the 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 layers the more i'm seeing that the game is has a lot of set dressing going on the card system hasn't got me convinced as you progress through the game the card system is just a kind of veiled really empty stat progression system so while some it does seem like some cards might they, they might be balanced, like you might get 15 health in this card or the next card might be 20 health, but you lose five stamina. It kind of seems like it balances out, but after a while, cards just become obsolete and redundant. You just It goes from 15 health cards to 30 health cards, so it's a, just a veiled progression system anyway. There's not any deck building involved, not really. It's a bit thin, or at least it's a bit pretend, but the thing that cheesed me off was the corruption cards, which are supposed to be a sort of randomized element for... Uh, missions to make it a bit more replayable you know will traps appear are the birds going to appear in this level will this level have fog but i realize it's always the same binary choice of corruption cards on the same uh levels so there's really no random oh well there is a very small random element there but again it's not a compelling enough reason to keep coming back for more you're going to see the same shit time after time so I found that with a few more hours put into it, the game just... I think my criticism was very diminishing returns. You're not going to feel really rewarded on a long-term investment, especially when you can't dive into competitive multiplayer. And the the shared co-op experience does have a shelf life with the limited content and recycled content that's there. You redo levels in the campaign. The campaign ain't long, and it has you redoing the same maps. I thought that was a bit of a letdown. So we'll see what the future has in store. 
but I really don't know that the play base is going to stick with this outside of Game Pass after the first month. That's I'm being a bit cynical, but that's how it seems to me. And the final score ended up being? A really low six. Uh, a really low six, um, which I kind of felt bad about, but no matter how many times I go over my review, it justifies a six. Mm. It's a bummer. Um, it's just it's a shadow of a 12-year-old game. Right. Left yeah, for dead. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I know that we had this discussion last week and I was sort of questioning... You uh, were. <laughs> ...how you compared an eight. I was like, yeah, you're thinking eight's pretty generous. I did. I mean, you know, I've given out some, some generous scores before. Three, um, every Resident Evil 2 at 10 out of 10. Uh, I mean, that, that earns it though, doesn't it? No. Far Cry 5. No, Resident <laughs> Evil 2, he oh, slipped Resident in. 2, that Someone clipped that of Zach saying that <laughs> Resident <laughs> Evil doesn't deserve a ten. <laughs> but yeah, I feel, yeah, it sounds like it's leveled out to what. Yeah, it, mm. I think with a bit more time, it, it makes a really strong first impression. I think people are going to love their first weekend with it. The second one, maybe third one, nah, you'll you'll be done. Do you think it's one of those? Because you played after the podcast, you played primarily by yourself or with limited human. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. So, would, I mean, it's a pretty obvious answer, but that definitely probably hindered your experience. You're absolutely right. One hundred percent did. Full disclosure. And and look, I made reference to this in the review. The 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 best experience you're going to get out of it is with a full party of 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 humans. Best if they're mates, but like you can coordinate with them. Randoms, I actually found sometimes they piss me right the fuck off. I'll give you a, a, a really crystal example real quick. Um, you can take a toolkit into a run. Into a level, you can take a toolkit. Toolkit doesn't really do much. It unlocks some special doors and it unlocks some special crates, but you might not even use it in a given level. It's, it's hard to say. Um, to take that toolkit means you can't take a health pack, means you can't take a stun gun, means you can't take a defib. It's, it's quite limiting. So you take the, I take this toolkit, I open up a minigun chest. I'm like, excellent, I got myself a minigun. Um, but I had to, while I'm carrying it, I can only stab some, some motherfuckers. So I had to drop the minigun because a hoarder descended on me. The random behind me picked up the minigun, set it up facing a wall and starts blasting the wall. The thing that pisses me right off is after I've got this hard-earned minigun and he's set it up facing a wall, you can't dismantle it. He, he cost us that run. I was seething, I'm still seething. The fact that someone can take my hard-earned minigun set it up against a wall, and then, and then proceed to shoot that wall. I don't know. Anyway. Well, you should have done it. You should have licked the minigun first. The, <laughs> I, think the, I think the thing that makes that such a crystal irritant for me is the fact that despite how bad that is, the bots are still so much worse. Mm. And it, the game is only redeemed by having those like-minded individuals that want to tag along and play on the same pace as you. So it is a very fickle a very fickle package. If you can't hit those gold standards required to bring out the experience, it crumbles. How many people are going to be able to to have that same experience every time they go to play it? If you're playing with randoms or bots, you're just going to have a shit time. And that's probably going to be an experience that you have with this game. Well, there you go. I built a confession. Uh-huh. I was that random that uh, set up the <laughs> minigun the wrong way around and just started shooting the wall. Oh, so the randoms aren't stupid. You're just spiteful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That checks out. <laughs> checks out. 
The watch nah. as he changes his score from a six to an eight now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to redact that. Uh, yeah, well, you can read the full review on the website if you haven't already. I know most of you already have because you love giving us those clicks. Jordan, you <laughs> reviewed Crisis Remastered Trilogy. No, Crisis Trilogy Remastered. Yeah, that yep. makes more sense. Yep. Um, I also did get a code, so shouts to Crytek for the code there. Had every intention of playing a little bit of them to help you talk about it a little bit. Haven't had time. Uh, also, don't have enough storage. And I'm just too attached to everything that I don't play on my hard drive that's installed at the moment to delete it, to install Crisis 2 and 3. And I was like, I really want to play Crisis 2 again, but I installed Crisis 1 first. Then I was like, I'll delete some shit. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll move some stuff around. Oh, I'll make it fit. Didn't fit. And then just didn't play it. So oh, Fuck, uh, you're stuck with the good Crisis. Damn. Crisis 2, I think that's 2. No, is it 2 or 3? Two, two is bub, mate. I love is two. It's no. my favorite, but it's actual bub. What? Yeah, sense. I, I replayed I two bub. a few years back. I didn't rate it at all. <laughs> so linear. Uh, no, I hate I'm, how- I'm with you, Zach. I actually really enjoyed two. I I, I, I love two. There will always be a special spot in my heart for two, but I don't think it's a good game. <laughs> I ranked three hard over two. I, th- I actually three really like three. three. Yeah, three is good fun. Three was the best of one and two put together, if there was anything good about two. So, Jordan, you've played the three new ones remastered. Uh, Talk to us a bit about it. Uh, Yeah, well, there's not, you know, uh, an incredible amount to talk about. It's just a remaster. Obviously, Crisis 1 getting the remaster was probably the most significant thing, because, well... It kind Crisis One kind of existed on consoles on PS3 and 360 in 2011 when it got uh, ported to CryEngine 3, um, but there was a lot of stuff missing from that port, and uh, there was even an entire mission missing from that port because there's no way the 360 or PS3 could render it. Um, but mostly, what the remaster does outside of enabling ray tracing for the first game uh, is it allows console players to play Crisis all three games. 60 fps which is you know that cannot run crisis meme no longer exists because literally my fucking toaster could run crisis now um so yeah i, I played through I uh, that. I, I, I played through all three naturally because crisis 2 is the one i played the most i uh was an idiot and played it on the hardest difficulty because that game is not difficult at all um and honestly I had no real problems with performance. I did notice in 2 specifically, the AI pathing was either completely stupid, much like the original Crisis 2, or mega aggressive. Like, you would be invisible and the entire, like, wave of enemies would just come and slap you in the face. Don't know what happened. I'm all for it, though. Um, But yeah, honestly, the game, even Crisis 1, holds up really well like on a, on a visual standpoint that there, there are moments where the textures do seem kind of flat because uh like parallax occlusion and parallax mapping have come a long way since 2011 and 2013 um but for the most part like in terms of your general texture quality lighting effects all that stuff the games hold up really well um and part of all th- that also has to do with the crisis games got their gunplay really well back in 2007 to 2013 um so the games honestly play and look a lot better than i would argue a lot of triple a shooters nowadays but um yeah 
if you're down for a bunch of like you know what six to yeah around six hour campaigns so like what 18 hours altogether uh the crisis trilogy remastered package is pretty good you know mindless fun uh bit of a nonsensical story but no one plays sci-fi games for a story that makes sense that crisis uh, makes plenty of sense that doesn't actually i'll take that back uh, how much is how much is the trilogy that i don't know is it a full... gonna, gonna have a quick searchy searchy quick search but in talking about it not making sense there are moments in the like overall the entire timeline of crisis that i'm like Fucking Kingdom Hearts Ooh. makes more sense than this. It's 75 schmackos. For three games, though, that's not too bad. Yeah. Also... It, it, is, it is also worth noting, um, there is ray tracing for 2 and 3, but only on PC. So, you know what I've noticed here, um, which I didn't realise before, well, maybe I did notice before. I must have when I was downloading it. But So they're 45 bucks each, these games. Um, so I guess the, the, the 75 is, is pretty good, but it's actually only a PS4 port or a version. There's, there's not a PS5 version. That's weird because in the email it mentioned PS5. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, unless that, that's just what's coming up on PlayStation Store. So unless No, because mm. I did kind of notice that when I downloaded it, but I was like, no, I'm sure it's just some weird clerical error. Um, there you go. But yeah, there, there you go. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, oh, and that mission that I said was excluded from the original console port of Crisis One is in Crisis Remastered. So nice. You can play nice. the uh, Ascension mission, which handles really weirdly. Nice. Cool. Uh, so you gave that a a solid eight. Solid eight. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, you can check out that review on the website as well. So I'll give you my review game now. I have been playing uh, and I've finished the Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes, uh, which is the new um, cinematic horror choose your own adventure type game from um, Supermassive Games. Uh, yeah, so the first two we've spoken about before uh, quite re- well, somewhat recently I've been playing through them, so I was pretty excited, pretty keen for this one. have previewed it, definitely thought it was looking the best of the three so far, and that definitely translates into the final product here. So House of Ashes, I haven't actually written my review yet, so details might be a bit light on. But it's set in 2003 in Iraq during the uh, Iraq War, and you play... Well, there's five characters. Uh, you Four of the characters are American agents or soldiers. I think there's a FBI agent, a CIA, a CIA agent, a, uh, two soldiers or two Marines or whatever. And then you also play as a Iraqi soldier as well. So the American, this it's like this specialized American ta- uh, task force, and they believe that they have found a, 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 like a, a bunker or like a, location where there's weapons of mass destruction buried underground so they set off to try and find them uh, when they get there there's like a shootout breaks out because uh, the Ar- Iraqi forces 
uh, find see that that they're coming and base and then they shoot out and people get shot and stuff as usually happens in those situations and then an earthquake breaks out something that usually doesn't happen in those situations and then everyone falls uh, underground and that's pretty much where the game's the primary game begins there is a little bit of bit of uh, foreplay at the start where which dates back sort of so the game uh what's what's the right word for this but the setting of the game is based on or the historical component of this game is based on the Akkadian empire i forget the years um and yeah this is big ass temple this big uh sumerian sumerian am i saying that right sumerian sumerian whatever um temple and you sort of learn about what happens back in that uh, back in that time, right at the very very start, and then yeah, then you sort of get 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 to the start of the mission. So yeah, you all fall underground, and then the five of you, all the five characters, are all separated. Some have got to meet up. Some yeah, and it basically plays out from there. And if you played the Dark Pictures or a super massive game before, you'll kind of get you'll know exactly how this plays. It's pretty much QTEs and exploration. It's basically like a cinematic walking sim or an interactive walking sim, if that makes a little bit of sense. It probably doesn't really. But yeah, you know, there'll be times where you might go to trip over a, a skeleton and you've got to push one of the buttons quick, quickly to avoid falling over to make noise and then that alerts people in the, in the, in the temple or the underground. <clears throat> So clearly, uh, these people are not alone. There's a threat down, down, down there with them, and essentially the story, you learn and discover this threat where like where it came from, uh, and 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 all that while trying to make all your all the five people survive. So there are choices that you make during the game that will dictate whether people live or die, uh, and I fucked up quite a, uh, a couple of them. And not everyone made it back. I made it back with three of the five people. Shocker. I know. There was one... Uh, no, actually, no, I can't say that because that's a bit of a spoiler. But yeah, there, there was one moment where I actually tried to cheat and restart the game. I basically, like, I knew I'd fucked up. The moment I pushed, like, the like the wrong button, I knew I'd fucked up. And I was like, I was like, no, I didn't want to kill this character. So I turned off the PS5. I was like... You know, I didn't even quit, quit back to menu because I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trick the game. I'm just gonna quit the game. I'm just gonna turn off the PlayStation. Anyway, loaded it back up, and it's right back where I was. The game knew, it fucking knew. Um, no safe so, scumming for you, Zach. No, your choice so, will be remembered. And it wasn't even like it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like so. Basically, there are different like interactive moments. So there's the QTEs that pop up, and you got to push a certain button within. Uh, you know, a certain amount of time. There are other ones where, which like in Until Dawn or in these new ones, you got to, actually, no, I don't think it's actually in Until Dawn. I think you got to hold the controller in Until Dawn. But in um, the first two dark, dark pictures, you got to push, you got to do your your heartbeat. So, you, so this like the heart monitor comes up and you got to push the button in time with the heartbeat kind of thing. Oh, rhythm game. Sort of. Real, real so, quick on that, Zach. Do you prefer that over the the hold the controller still? I think that would be more. Uh, yes and no. It'd be more accurate, surely, because the whole hold your controller still thing didn't always work very well, at least in Until uh, Dawn. You, you could definitely cheese the shit out of that. Mm. <laughs> um, 
as speaking to someone who didn't, but oh, sure thing. You know, mate, people don't save themselves. Uh, anyway, so a prompt popped up on the screen, and it was for a heart monitor section, and I thought it was a quick time, so I've pushed the button. And oh no! I've alerted everyone. Their heart were, their heart rate went through the fucking roof. So I was like, "That's fucked." The other thing with this, you got a boner. I got, I got a fear boner. The um, got a reverse kanga. The other, mate. That the idea of that gives me a fear boner. The other, um, oh, actually speaking on that, remind me to mention the votes thing. But yeah, back on House of Ashes. So the other thing that's Fuck. changing this game, I believe. Because I, I remember playing on just on the default difficulty, you know, like normal or so there's no normal, you know, three difficulties. Playing it on the middle one, but this time around, so in the previous games, the QTEs, the buttons are actually the color of the button. So X is blue, square is pink, or whatever. This one, they're not. They're all like, uh, like just like two tone. So it's like they're all the same color. It's just so you got to base on the symbol. So that's actually tied to the difficulty setting, which is actually pretty cool because I, I found that the QTEs in the previous game were pretty easy. I mean, unless I wasn't paying attention and it popped up like it did in this game, uh, you know, I pretty much got, got, you know, I got them all pretty easy. But this time, there are a couple moments where I fucked up because the, you know, there's no color. Like, I didn't have, like, the color identifier. I was just... And I panicked. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. Anyway, so the game... Uh, Pretty much the same as what you would get from this sort of, uh, or this series so far. The biggest change that they've had is that it's not all fixed cameras. In fact, it's pretty much third person behind the shoulder and you can move around. There's like a 360 camera. I did mention this uh, when I did the preview. And for me, that is a massive game changer, if we're going to use a bit of cliche there. It just means that you can, because it's underground in this temple, you want to explore and this invites players to explore a lot more uh, and makes it just it makes it a bit easier to just sort of just take in the, the surroundings so that was a massive that like that was certainly a big a big thing the story is pretty cool it takes a turn that is a little bit predictable i was kind of i don't sound disappointed but i because the actual the story is pretty good, I, I, I felt like the twist or was a little bit pretty yeah, pr- predictable is the right word. Uh, so that like, but it, but it was fine. The best character though. Uh, so there's been a bit a little bit of discourse online about whether this is going to be pro American because it's set you know, in the Iraq, oh, sorry, during the Iraq war, you got four American soldiers, essentially. And there are some interesting dialogue moments that occur. Is it insensitive? I I'd, I'd probably can't answer that because, you know, I'm, A, I'm not American or, or um, Iraqi, so I don't... So, but it feels authentic and whether that makes, whether that's good or bad... I don't know, but there's just some 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 comments that are made by these like patriotic soldiers, like the Marines, especially, that just like you know like fuck these guys sort of thing, but instead said more of it like you know American military way. But 
But the coolest character of them all is actually the Iraqi soldier. He is by far the best character out of the five. And I found his playing as him, I was rooting for him the whole time. So the game definitely doesn't, there's definitely lots of American bravado, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't, it also has this, I don't want to say humility, but it's got this, it knows that the way that it lets you, because basically like, you can choose to be like an arsehole soldier. Because there are there are moments where the Iraqi soldiers and the and the Americans meet up, and you then you then get to make the choice on what how you approach that situation. So you can choose to be a prick if you want to. Uh, I I didn't because I was massive fan of Salim. So uh, shout outs to my boy. I know he's a big fan of the podcast. Um, actually, I completely forgot what I was saying. But yeah, so. I think the that part of it, I didn't have any problem with it, but I think some people might uh, with, with that over-American sort of a- attitude towards it. It's definitely more, more known at the start, sort of when it's sort of building up. Uh, the, and there is one character, the one of the Marines, who at first I was like, this guy's just a fucking... Just, you know, he just looks like a bloody Donald Trump, gun-toting bloody redneck but by the end of the game i mean based on the choices that i had made i had kind of come around to him and he was actually a pretty cool um, character so i think you are there's freedom in how you approach it uh but it's all written pretty well you know to a to a degree it's you know i enjoyed it i think it's easily the best of the three uh not overly scary it's more tense these games sort of build that tension in those moments that you don't quite know when you know the QT is going to pop up or you know what sort of thing. This one there is gunplay. There's a little bit of gunplay in I think Little Hope I think or maybe in Man of Medan. Um, but this one's definitely got a lot more gunplay in it where you've but you don't really get to shoot anything. So it's more like you it's like a like a like a QTE but you got to move the 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 aim to shoot shoot that. Uh, it's it's hard, it's hard to explain. There's like a crosshair on the screen. And you got to move it to the enemy, and then push it, the button within it, a certain it, time. Yeah, it kind of sounds like an on rails shooter mm. type of thing. Sort of, sort of. Um, there is very, very little actual gameplay outside of interacting with, um, yeah, like just with items in in the world. But yeah, uh, it was a good time. I think if you have question whether you want to play these games this is one that i think you should definitely start with i think it get, it's the series seems to have gotten better as, as it's gone on uh man of Medan, the worst little hope pretty good for good you know decent this one's by far i think i haven't written the review so this could change but i'm sitting on an eight which, which yeah, is nice. the one with sean ashmore that is man of Medan. i remember watching uh a few friends because they played it together and they streamed it for the mm. rest of us and there's just this one scene from uh, Man of Medan that always makes me laugh, where they're just talking, and then randomly Sean Ashore just points at a kind of goes, nerd, and then it cuts away from that. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> there are some... Um... I just hate how he's never in good video games. Don't you dare start. Um... I don't think there's a single good video game with Sean Ashmore in it, to be honest. Yeah. So... But yeah, the setting of this game, I've, I've, I've said before, that's one of the biggest reasons why I've uh, 
I was pretty keen on this because I love that historical sort of stuff and yeah, it's definitely a, a real sweet setting. And I think if they, if you, you know, sort of talking a bit outside of House of Ashes, but if they made like an, like a third person shooter of like, you know, like this sort of style with, you know, like an underground temple, I can that'd be pretty fucking tits. Anyway, um, possibly an eight, pretty good time. Hopefully that was, that was a okay review. I haven't even considered what I'm going to write, but do you have any questions? Take it to the floor. How does it, because obviously the, it's part of the dark pictures anthology. How does it kind of integrate with the rest of them? Does it feel like it is part of that collection or do they all feel super separate? Well, they're not related. No, I don't know. Like story wise, no, but do they feel like they are in part of a collection or, or they are all feeling completely separate to each other? They all, they all feel different to one another because they're all set in very different times too yeah so like uh little hope was set well ages ago can't remember when <laughs> <laughs> whereas this one's set in like you know the, the early 2000s and they're all different different settings as well you know this is yeah you know in an underground temple in iraq and um little hope is in the u.s or uh, in in salem but yes yeah i mean it's yeah it feels part of it because there's a there's a character called the curator and he sort of talks in bits. He sort of has like these intermission parts where he would like talk to you. Um, so he's sort of a constant yeah. character throughout that sort of ties it all together. But yeah, is it better? I, I did say in my preview that I thought this could, this could potentially be better than until dawn. That was going to be my next question. It's up there. It's, it's tight. I gave him until dawn and eight. Yeah. Um, it's very, very tight. And interest, uh, another point is actually some of the characters from some of the, sorry, some of the actors from Little Hope are, are in, um, House of Ashes too. Huh. Are they pulling like an American horror story where they're just completely different characters? Well, they are, well, yeah, they're, they're, they're very, very different characters. Yeah. Right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, and I think the one of the one one of the guys is that is from Man of Medan as well. Yeah, right. It's not Sean mm. Ashmore, is it? <laughs> Sean Ashmore is not in it. the The biggest name here is Ashley Tisdale. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Wasn't she, she the Nickelodeon girl? I couldn't tell you. No. Sorry. Um. So, but yeah, good time. Would recommend if you like those horror games and those sort of cinematic uh, experiences. Nice. I definitely had fun, and 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 it looked, and actually another thing on the PS Five, it looks pretty gorgeous too. Like it looks, you look gorgeous. Thank you. There is a little bit of um, uncanny valley with some of the fa- with some of the facial expressions, but you know that's to be expected in these sorts of games. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm d- definitely keen to give it a second playthrough. Hopefully, before I can finish. Sorry, before the review embargo, so I can have some insight to see what happens otherwise. But but again, there's you know there's all the same modes so you can play. There's the um, the movie night mode that's like five players I think, and you can play online with people. I don't I can't remember if yeah. No, I think you do need a. I think the second player needs a copy of the game, but I can't remember if if it included a 
I, don't know, I feel like I could be making that up. One thing that was a bit disappointing, and I don't know if this is even like a bit of a spoiler, but I think in each of the games, there's been a trailer for the next game at the end of the game. There was definitely one in Little Hope and this. No trailer. Hmm. That's it. The anthology's done then. So Have they said how many, how many? Yeah. How yeah. many games are going to be in the anthology? Do we know? Five. Five. Okay. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, that review will be up by the time this podcast goes up. So, if you have any questions, complaints, whatever, fire them through to uh, complaints at wellplayed.com.au. <laughs> Actually, that's not even our website. It's all right. Send them there anyway. Um, I'm sure they'll get they'll get to us. Let's go to the news. There's a fair bit to talk about this week. All right, where to begin? Where to... Oh, actually, before we go to the news, so we did the the PAX Radio special episode of the Well Played DLC. Thank you to everyone who listened to that. We ran a Twitter poll this week uh, about what game uh, you would fund out, out of the four four games that, uh, that were um, pitched. I'm going to give you the results. We have a basically a tie or a tie all round. So a four way in, tie, sort of. Listen, so it's okay. it's a four way tie, but three of them lost. <laughs> no. So we have a tie for first place and a tie for second place. Oh, cool. So uh, Outback Musu and Arachnid Arachnid Arachnid. Yeah, uh, Kieran's dating sim shared first place on 31.8% of the votes each. Nice. Uh, and then Adam, your Dreamtime platformer and my Indie Magpie Adventure shared second place, both on 18.2% nice. of, of the votes. Um, so, yeah, thank you for that. I don't think I have any other shout-outs to do. I do. Actually, I do. Ash Whaling reviewed Inscription. This week, his review is up. He did. He was a little bit sad that he wasn't invited to talk, to talk about it tonight, so I did invite him during the podcast, but he hasn't turned up. So, go read his review on that. Okay, so let's start with some Aussie Aussie news. Uh, Lens Island. The did I mention this last? No, I didn't. Sorry, because I posted it this week. Lens Island, uh, the Australian-made little genre cocktail there, uh, the dungeon crawler, the uh, base building or the home building and the farming game, that has been, that's had its release, sorry, it's, its early access release date shifted from November 6 here in Australia, I believe, to November 27 here in Australia. Uh, basically, just gives them a, a little, a couple more weeks to, to sort of polish, polish it off uh, and it also gets them out of CODs COD's way because uh, they announced their date and then COD announced uh, their date as well. So that's been moved. Uh, another little platformer uh, called Illyri, I think is how you say that. Illyri? It's, uh, it's an Australian-made platformer, a 2D hand-drawn platformer excuse me, where, you play, where you play as a red panda. So this is made by a Sydney-based studio called Vivink Studios. They have launched a Kickstarter campaign for this uh, project they're seeking eighteen thousand dollars which is not a lot 
with the um the release date is set for well sorry the release window is set for uh september 2022 wait september yeah whatever i fucked it up and now september next my year brain's, my brain's fried september next year so yeah they're chasing 18k they reached that within 48 hours so big shout outs to them there is a free demo that you can download and play jordan did you play it no mainly because uh the drive it was on died fair i actually did play it um i can't remember if it's the same as the pax demo but yeah you guys should check it out if this is a of your sort of yeah, interest. Yeah, I'd be keen to get around it. They're currently at 27,000. Nice. So they're nearly 10K over what they're... And 20 of that and is Zach. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, so they've got, they got some stretch goals and probably the big one here is that at 35,000, they are going to bring it to the Nintendo Switch. So I'd say they've got 24 days to go. They're probably going to hit that i would say they only need another yeah. 8k so uh that's awesome news for them it is also the, the, the other cool thing about this game is that it's actually raising awareness for endangered species so in the game you'll have each level will have uh, there's 10 levels in the game but each level will have um an animal that you got to rescue and it sort of yeah tr- tries to raise awareness for endangered species so yeah, check that out. That's there's links to the Kickstarter on the website if you want to check out that. I thought we had another Australian thing, but it turns out we actually don't. So let's move on from Australia. Uh, Solar, Solar Ash. Uh, the release date has been delayed from uh, October, late October, I believe, uh, till it's now releasing on December three here in Australia, or December two. Globally, I think uh, I think KV was pretty keen for that one, so that's uh, a bit of a bummer. But that, that frees up this busy period for a little bit. Speaking of December, Star Wars, everyone's favorite IP. Oh yes, the one with Spock. Fuck yourself, Jordan, as per <laughs> usual. Hey, hey, hey! It's been a long time. I know. Right? I kind of missed it, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> So, Adam, you wrote this, but basically there's been a tease for a new Star Wars game, sorry, or a new game set in the Star Wars universe uh, that that was teased on the Star Wars website. Or, sorry, no, sorry, Star Wars website. (laughs) I'm glad you corrected yourself to the exact same thing. Uh, Yeah, so they're doing a... emphasize that it's... They're they're doing... Um, a 12 le- a twelve week long bring home the bounty event, which is leading up to the book of Boba Fett, uh, Disney plus show. Uh, and yeah, the week 10, I think it is, has a game controller as the, the little teaser image. So if I was a betting man, I'd put money on Lego star Wars, uh, Skywalker saga, getting a release date. That would be mm. my front running guess. But I mean, if we if we want to get speculative, we could also get a Jedi Fallen Order two announcement. That would be fantastic. But yeah, I think setting expectations a little bit lower would be good, especially considering we just got the Kotor Old Republic expansion. Fuck, it is one hundred percent going to be a mobile game. Nah, they've already got the mobile game sorted. Zynga's doing yeah. the Star Wars Hunters. Sorry, mate. See, I should know that. About the best IP going around. <laughs> um, all right, GeForce Now. 
pricing and release date announced. Uh, shout out to Holly Buckley for pending this. Uh, GeForce Now NVIDIA's cloud gaming service is launching in Australia on October 19, which is today as of recording. GeForce Now subscribers can access a free plan which allows players to have limited access to the service. The free plan includes joining a queue and getting connected to the next available game server with varying wait times during peak hours. Uh, one hour players per sessions in RTX disabled. Otherwise, players can get priority access for uh, <clears throat> for about 20 bucks a month there uh, for an annual plan. So, sorry, 20 bucks a month, or you can pay $18 a month for an annual plan. The priority access allows players to skip the queue and play for an unlimited four hour set for an unlimited four hour set session with RTX enabled. Uh, basically, GeForce now turns any laptop, desktop, Shield TV, Android, or iOS device uh, into a 60 frame per second game playing device. Jordan still not convinced, not high enough for Mr. Garcia. Uh, the service currently boasts more than 80 free, free to play games as well as over a thousand supported games from, from across the Epic Games store and Steam libraries. Uh, this gives players the ability to stream games they already own and cross saves are enabled that you can pick up and play from where you are saved from on your other device that's being powered by Australian grown ISP, Pentanet. Cheers. Anyone keen on that? It's, take that as an, it's uh, not really my bag, unfortunately. I think it's it's cool. The concept is really cool, but yeah, it's not, not my jam. All right, I'm going to pump through some of the just some of the headlines rather than waffle on about some of the other stuff here. But we got our first look at Call of Duty Zombies. Uh, sorry, Call of Duty Vanguard Zombies. Anyone care about that? Vaguely. I won't I buy the game, but it looks cool. Honestly, Zombies would be the only thing I'm interested in, but yep. fuck Activision, so no. <laughs> Nathan? Yeah, I'm probably somewhere in between both of those sentiments. <laughs> I mean, I've always wanted to get into zombies, but it's it's a bit of a similar thing to uh, Left 4 Dead Back for Blood. It's as good as the people you bring along with you. Yeah, agreed. All right, question for you without notice. If Battlefield had a mode like that, instead of zombies, what would you love Battlefield to have? Scott Morrison's? That's a good I, one. I like hang that. on. Like, <laughs> like a mode like zombies, but isn't zombies. Oh. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlefield call it infected. Uh, I'd have a bunch of those little repair bots from Battlefield Three, and they're just coming coming at you with their little blow torches. That's what I'd have. Nathan's thinking very hard. Oh, it's I'm just gonna... the thing is, is it's a survival horde mode, and I'm just trying to think. If you don't have zombies, what are you going to have hordes of coming at you in a Battlefield game, eh? And I, I guess I like Adam's suggestion. And you're in a tank. I mean, if it's Battlefield Five, you're gonna be you're gonna be fighting off those robotic Nathan, dog motherfuckers. It can be anything. Let your imagination run wild, sir. I'm gonna go with the Ferals. The what ABC the TV full fuck is that? Hang answer? on, we're still in we're in Battlefield and we got the fuck. I like <laughs> I like how you're like okay, instead of Call of Duty Zombies, set something in Battlefield, and you're like okay, not Battlefield. Fucking related Fraggle at all. Rock. Fuck no. me, dead. It wasn't meant to be Battlefield. It was just, just waves of anything. Waves <laughs> okay, of anything. I sincerely thought we were in the realm of Battlefield. So I'm like, I was just saying, this is a Battlefield game, and there is a horde mode. What are you shooting? Jordan said Scott The Morrison's. fucking Muppets. There you go. Nice. How good are the Ferals, though? How fucking good is Radis, my boy? <laughs> Shoutouts. Um, 
Uno <laughs> gets a new Far Cry 6 DLC called Call of Yara. Hell yeah. It looks... Hell... Fuck it looks yeah. the goods. It's more Uno, but it is also $7.50 for DLC. Did you just DLC. say Far Cry 5? No, that's written in the, in the dictionary. Yeah, what? I don't know. I, I did the strike through for the 5 because whoever wrote that wrote 5 instead of 6. What Not a dickhead. Shouts to, shouts to that. For, Forza Horizon 5 has gone gold. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm is coming to Xbox. It's getting an enhanced edition, uh, for which will be for all platforms. It will just be a little refined um, gameplay mechanics there. But Xbox players can also get a collector's, collector's edition with a bunch of shit in it. And actually, it's got a really cool looking art book. So if someone wants to buy it and sell me the art book for a good price, don't, don't bloody rip me off here. Uh, let me know at um, I'm selling an art book at wellplayed.com. Damn, why I keep missing the hyphen? <laughs> uh, Writers Republic is getting a time free. Why am I not gone? Limited time free week before launch. Adam, how's uh, how are you feeling about this? Yeah, pretty good. So it's the the week leading up to the twenty eighth that you'll get four hours to play around with the game within that week. Uh, so similar to kind of the, the beta that they ran, but this time they're also running a competition. Uh, so you have to get to a certain stage of the game. You have to get 20 stars and complete a whole bunch of other challenges. Uh, but then once you've done that, you can enter into a mass race where if you cut, if you place in the top 10, I think it is, you go in the draw to win a, an in-game bike, but you also get a copy of the game, a gold version of the game, which is pretty fucking cool. So you should jump on it and play it if you can. See if you can win yourself a copy of the game. Nice. No, I already want it. Everyone else should just give up. No, never mind. Pack it in. IKEA's gaming range, which is the partnership with ASUS Republic of Gamers. You can buy that furniture and stuff now. If you want to make your... I actually don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> but... <laughs> if you want to gamify... If you want to upgrade your setup and stuff. Take your uh, station to the next level. That's it. Uh, Apex Legends Season 11 announced. Uh, Adam, do you want to talk about this one? Yes, I do. So they dropped the, they being Respawn, dropped the Tales from the, oh my God, I've fucked this, Stories from the Outlands trailer, which is their little cinematic showing off the new legend, which is Ash for this season, which is a character that first popped up really? in, not yeah, Ash Wailing. Although Obviously. seeing Ash Whaling in Apex would be one hell of a time. Uh, but no, so Ash was one of the antagonists from Titanfall 2. Uh, and she's been popping up left, right and center in Apex for a while. She runs the arena uh, and she was a big part of season five. So it's been in the works for a while. Uh, we don't know much else about her abilities and whatnot, but we've got a, a little tease of something happening storm related to one of the maps and there's also a new smg coming this season as well but hopefully we'll know more soon nice uh there's an animal crossing sorry there was an animal crossing event earlier this week or late last week uh, with a bunch with some new paid dlc coming you can read about that on the website i don't know if anyone wants to talk about this uh i'm keen for more animal crossing but it's nothing super important yeah it's it's bringing a lot of the happy home designer aspects from that game into um new horizons which i know a lot of animal crossing fans were keen on because that game was a little bit light on without the other aspects so it's cool to kind of fuse the two together but this also marks the uh yeah the final free update yep 
She's all done oh, and dusted. That was a short lifespan. That's interesting. It lasted a pandemic. That's it. That's all you get. Now you got to go back to reality. Are they making more content and you got to pay for it? Or is it just... Yeah. There yeah. Is, there is an expansion. Okay. Yeah, so they, they made it pretty clear that that was the last free update and now they're going to fleece you. <laughs> I mean, but for how much paid content they'll release, who can say? Nintendo yeah. typically don't go all out. Like Splatoon got one DLC, that was it. Really? Yeah, know. but in saying that, it was a really good DLC. You're right. But they don't typically, like, yeah, trip no. feed it's content. It's like one, one or two DLCs and that's it. Smash Bros being the exception. The, the By far the big exception. So, you've just reminded me the other game that I played this week. And I Smash have no idea how I fucking forgot it because it was yesterday. The Nickelodeon Fighters game. I played Ring Fit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> And it absolutely kicked my ass a little bit. Um, I love I am, hearing these stories. I am one. I wouldn't say I'm. No, I would say I'm unfit. So would you call it like totally fucking a, unfit? Would you call it getting a ring job or? <sighs> Mate, it definitely made his ring sweat. Gave my <laughs> ring a workout. Um, yeah, it was. You know, see, my excuse is that I walk around a shit ton at work. This is I, true. Like I did, did about 15,000 steps today, which I don't know if that's a lot. That is oh, a lot. Yeah. So that's like, that's a general day. Um, maybe between, yeah, between, t- between 10 and 15,000. Oh, um, so now you're going to be doing ring fit adventure at work. So yeah, well, I did <laughs> you're walking it, like eight to 10 K a day. Yeah. So I did it at work. Uh, oh, sorry. I did it after work yesterday and I was fucked. Uh, I did the first day or the first level. There's like three parts to the first level. It is that that shit's intense, man. I'm gonna be ripped as shit by the by the time I finish <laughs> that game. Anyway, um, I'll give you an update uh, as I keep playing more. The Elden Ring stuff, probably none of it's overly massive, so we'll pump through this a little bit. This was was the other Australian thing I was thinking of. Uh, El- Elden Ring got a classification in Australia. It's being rated MA15 plus. I'm a little bit surprised. I was expecting maybe an R-rated game. Jordan, did you have any your from softwares your your boys? Um, MA sounds about right. They generally don't mm. do anything that has to do with drugs or anything overtly sexual. So it's mostly Wasn't just like Bloodborne R. No. Okay. Was Sekiro? No. Sekiro R. Nope. But it was pushing things. It was pushing it. Some dismemberment um, and stuff. I swear Bloodborne was R. Maybe I'm got no fucking idea. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, this doesn't surprise me at all. Um, no, no, you, you have to go pretty far with just raw violence to to get R. So uh, yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. Cool. Uh, the game's actually been delayed. This is relatively big news, but it's only by a month so it's been pushed from january 21 to february 25 just gives me uh, more uh, more time with that rainbow six game yes which is has that actually been confirmed have, have they actually said that it is this date i mean it, they did say it was going to be g- january 20 uh 22 so there's only like x amount of days they can choose <laughs> from but i think that was 20 the same date yeah january t- 21 something like that yeah yeah but i don't think it's actually been confirmed but it's basically confirmed um, nice. So back on Elden Ring, the closed network test is going to be coming next month. 
Jordan, have you registered for this? Not yet. I thought you were a fan, mate. <laughs> mate, I literally just hopped on my computer for the podcast. Mate, I would Disgusting. Exactly. I would have a special computer that's just set up for the, stream for <laughs> the Elden Ring Closed Network test. That's how much of a fan I would be if I was you. You've got him. Um, Look at that. <laughs> for once, silence. Fuck. I'm just not biting. <laughs> oh, bite, damn it. Uh, yeah, but the I guess maybe the, the biggest news out of here is not so much the delay, it's just that how fucked February is, or that week in February is. There's like, what's five games? Six, six games, is it? Yeah. So which one's going to get pushed? Well, I'm trying to remember all... So Saints Row. Saints, I can see Saints Row, I think, will be the one to be pushed. I, I can see Destiny getting pushed as well. So really? Yeah, so the de- that's an expansion, yeah? yeah? Destiny, the Witch Queen, is, it, is that what it's called? Yeah, mm-hmm. big expansion. Yeah, uh, you got Horizon Forbidden West. Video game by another company. Sifu, <laughs> not that, that, has, not that that's a, a big player, but... Yeah. But that one, would I wouldn't be surprised if that got pushed. Is Dying Light 2 February? Yes, that's yep. the one. Dying Light 2. Oh, that's early that February, I think. That one's probably good now, Is I think. I, I called the last delay and you were like, nah, it'll make it for 2021. Who, me? Yeah. No, I need proof on that. I'm not sure about that Look, one. I wasn't there, so I can <laughs> confirm. Citation required. I can confirm this happened. Nah, I don't believe you. Um, I need proof. <laughs> Actual proof. I need to hear it. Uh, yeah, I think Sifu, Saifu is probably the one because... You can't. You're coming up against massive games. I don't know. What, does it have that much? Like, does it does it clash that much with the the big AAA? Like every every daddies? single PS5 player is going to be playing Horizon Forbidden West. They're not going to give a fuck about Seafood. I think. Yeah. I think Saints what is going to be the one. That gets I literally out. just bought my PS5 purely for Seafood. Yeah. No, you didn't. No, you I played didn't. it. You you bought it for for Demon Souls. That's it, Demon Souls. Nice. How about Seafood and? Saints Row. It's fair to say that two could get delayed. It's been a rough couple of years. Saints Row, yeah. Maybe. Uh, and there's also been 30 seconds of gameplay, sorry, of alleged gameplay leaked for Elden Ring. I haven't even seen it. It's too long for me. Uh, um, oh my god, it was so good. Did you see it, Jordan? I am refraining. Yeah, don't you don't want to spoil it for yourself, man. There are eagles really? in the game and they fly. You... Yeah, there's like a, there's a whole compass. I, I did now. hear you wouldn't believe that it. it was effectively like the character Fuck jumping, it. and that was pretty it much pretty it. Hot. I mean, it looks it's, a bit. It's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, it's like a dude trying to climb a rock. Yeah, Boof, nah, nothing. I, I okay. tend to stick away from any leaks from uh, games I'm keen for. All I can say, Jordan, is you wouldn't. It wouldn't register for you. you nah, yeah. don't nah. worry about it. Okay, well, let's quickly go through probably the bigger news that we've got here. Let's, there's probably four, there's four things, yeah. Uh, Nintendo Online and the expansion pack uh, has been priced for Australia. Now, I don't really give a shit about Nintendo. I think we've all got that idea. So if someone wants <laughs> to take over here, because otherwise I'm just going to read the article. However, I will say that I love sega mega drive so i was curious because i do have a switch and it's not my it's my girlfriend's and it hasn't been used in like 12 months but uh ring fit mate get off it 
well, yeah, until ring fit. But if this was enticing enough, I would I could have been, you know, could have been turned on. Um, well, correct me if I'm wrong. This expansion pack, as you say, adds the Sega Mega Drive games. Super cool. Adds the Nintendo 64 games. Very nice. Did I read somewhere that they're doing online multiplayer for the 64 games? Or am I making that up? It's not in the article. Mm, I don't recall okay. that. Citation needed. Anyway, I know they we're at least getting the 60 hertz. Um, for anyone, like like that's a that that's a small thing that I don't know that many people will appreciate. But that extra 10 frames will. So it's it's 60 bucks a year for all that stuff. I guess they're trying to make a service competitive with um, place the, the PS Plus and Xbox Live services now because now they're kind of it's almost priced competitively. Yeah, but I... is it the same kind of value? Fuck no. Because uh, Nintendo Switch Online is kind of garbage. Uh, let's be real. Oh, it's it's kind of garbage. Absolute garbage. <laughs> yeah. Remember trying to do voice chat on Splatoon? It wasn't that long ago. They made an entire app for that, and no one used it. Still haven't figured out voice chat in 2021. Have um have they said what uh what Mega Drive games they're gonna be? They have. Uh, yeah, they're have. excluding all the ones that you're keen for. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Is it gonna have two crew dudes on it? Love that game. Hmm. I wouldn't hold your breath. Yeah, nah. Fit. Um. It's worth noting that the. This new online subscription also does come with the the recently announced Animal Crossing DLC. So for people who care about that, that's $37 on its own. Um, so at least the first year of this subscription makes sense for those people. Um, outside of that, though, it's, yeah, it's a price hike that's a bit rough. So what, so what was a year of... Okay, okay, sorry. Isn't the normal one like twenty dollars a month? Twenty nine ninety five, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there is online multiplayer for some of the sixty four games, but also for the Mega Drive games, which I think is pretty decent. Uh, I'm just looking at the games. No, but I do see Echo the Dolphin because you can't not have Echo the Dolphin. Strider, Golden Axe, of course. Love Golden Axe. Streets of Rage, of course. Okay, mate, Streets of Rage, you've got me. It's, I mean, for a starting lineup, it's really good. Fantasy Star 4 has my attention. So you you may as well go out and buy, what is it, like a Sega Mega Drive, the Mini. Wait, yeah. But I don't want another piece of hardware. That's the thing. Like, I've, you know, if you've can, if you got space for it, go for it. That's what they always say. That's 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 the old saying, isn't it? <laughs> if you got space for it. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no. So let's, do we want to talk about this anymore? Or? Nah, move on. Basically, the consensus, from what I can gather from Twitter and stuff, is that it's excessively high. It is. Pull your socks up, Nintendo. Yep. Yeah, but let's be real. They're only doing it because they know they can get away with it from Nintendo. Absolutely. All right. Um, Will I give them their money? Yes. (laughs) The other bit of news before we get to the juicy stuff is we spoke about, well, I spoke about this last week. Uh, the day before was going to have its mega event last weekend, and we were a little bit well. The the talk around around the town is that this game might not even be real. You know, are they going to you know 
turn up because you know they did say it was going to be in September then it came and there was no event but we got the event IGN played the event or hosted the event sorry and we got a seven minute video a seven minute mega event um huge that's crazy man if KB was here he would have made a sexual joke and I would have appreciated it you only get a seven minute video I got a 30 second leak that I didn't even watch that apparently had nothing so I want to says it like it was forced on him (laughs) anybody watched this day before trailer nah mate Fucking, are you kidding me? Negative. I like keeping my expectations nice and low. I will believe this game exists when it releases. And even then, I might still be sceptical. But you haven't even... I, I'm going to say something that maybe no one here can relate to, but I get strong H1Z1 vibes. Ooh, that no, was no, a no. game that Sony was coming out. Like Sony, were the, I think, I'm pretty sure it was Sony coming yeah, out of the, out of the first being like, you know, this is the next big survival zombie game and i got hyped up and i was like fuck yeah and then the game released and it was a bit of a steamy turd and it didn't really improve and then it split then they split it into two i didn't mind the battle royale for five minutes back when you know because it was before PUBG and all that and the developer changed its name i think to daybreak studios you are correct yeah there was some i bought it chaos uh no looks nothing like h1z1 sorry uh, that's, that, that, that's no, it doesn't look, but I just get because didn't so, is it Sony that also broke news initially on the day before? No, no. So it was the studio themselves that come forward. Correct. Well, they went okay. To, uh, they just I conveniently think. named themselves Sony. Yeah, <laughs> but, but spelt with a C. Okay. Love that. No questions. No. Um, okay. Well, anyway, so the day before I had some event, seven minute video which was, is a bit weak. We got about four minutes of gameplay. Uh, they announced that this it is coming to PS5 and Series X uh, at some point, uh, but it, they got the release date, which was June 21, 2022, which Ch- is a bit of a bummer. I was hoping it would be this year because they, they did say it was going to be Q2 uh, 2021, but that's fine if, it, if, you know, if they need, it's only what, eight months if they need a little bit more time the trailer is interesting no one has seen it so it's i don't, I don't want to go on to too much about it but the music choice is fucking terrible oh my god and it's good because well, it's not good but it's, it's bad but they are aware that some of their mark that their marketing choices are dog shit because they tweeted out after the after the mega event they were like oh our chief marketing officer says thank you for watching the event it's a picture of a fucking dog um, oh no! So they're well aware that like people, like that people are crapping on some some of their cho- some of their choices. But yeah, this this music does not fit. It it almost sounds like it's a fucking royalty free tune they've ripped from somewhere. Almost anyway, but it, it looks cool. Uh, the gameplay is actually it takes it shows off like this the hub world, so where you can actually mix with other players and. You can trade items and stuff like that. You it also shows off some of the base buildings. So there actually is base building in it. Shows off the weapons up, upgrade system. Well, not system, but shows off like the visual, like the animations and stuff, and shows that happening. There was very little gameplay. There was well, there was a the main gameplay showed was them exploring and looting this mall, which looked amazing. 
uh, and all like the I really love when the video games like rip off known brands um, and just like you know how they yeah so, so they've got like Apple stores they've got like Tiffany and Co but obviously they're not called that and they all look identical it's just it's just good anyway they've said it's coming June 21 next year but the last two minutes and or so of this seven minute mega event was actually to promote another game that, that they're working on so i thought i think i might have even said it last week that i thought that the the special announcement was, was going to be the console announcement did i say that yes yeah. i'm pretty sure you yeah. did yeah so technically i, I, I you get, get half points i'll get a pat on the back i get a good job kid you get a refund um, kid but the what are you new, doing to the kid? The something new is actually <laughs> some, something new. Um, and it's a game called Prop Night, which is like a 4v1. Um, yes, please. Physics-based, I think. is it? Yeah, it's a physics-based, uh, almost like a Dead by Daylight sort of setup, um, which looks kind of fun. They had a beta over the weekend. I didn't check it out. But, yeah, that, that, that came out. That, full, that is releasing on December 1 this year so- on uh, PC. That's really cool for anyone that played like Prop Hunt in COD yeah. 4 I'm, and Gary's Mod and stuff back in the day. Prop like Hunt. that, it's been around for a while and it's nice to see it get some standalone treatment. So, there's some interesting um, theories that are going on because, as, as I've mentioned, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about this game, whether it's real, whether they even have a game at all. And one of the Fair theories, enough. One of the theories now is that. Um, basically, they're just using the day before as a front to promote their fucking dog shit. Not dog shit, sorry. Their other game, uh, Prop Night. Also, um, they're pumping out Prop Night to fund the day before. Like, you know, mm. the day before is, you know, like, you know, to, to sort of get some money in. But I don't think so. I, I'm, no, that doesn't sound good. I'm, uh, I'm confident that the uh, day before is going to... Do I think it's going to look like it does in the trailers? Not at all. Um, <laughs> but as long as it's a good time. So we'll uh, move on from that. Uh, all right. So the biggest thing that happened this week or over the weekend news-wise was um, DC Fandom. Oh, Fandome. Fandome, sorry. Hey. Uh, and we got trailers for Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah, this. we did. Uh, so Gotham Knights, I'll, I'll go from what I was least keen to most keen. Gotham Knights got a, a very eerie trailer. So what we've seen from it so far has been very much focused on kind of the action side of things. Uh, but the game's main antagonist are going to be the Court of Owls, which are uh, like a secret society that run Gotham. They're the, like the super rich elite. And they were introduced in the new 52 run. It was, I think Greg, Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Thank you. Um, and it's excellent. Like if you're a, if you're a Batman fan, I'd suggest reading it cause it's fantastic. Uh, and they're introduced. This is kind of like their, their, their first foray into media outside of comics and a, a few animated films. Uh, so it's really cool to see, them get the spotlight because yeah they're an excellent group of villains and the they've got their physical presence is the talons they're kind of like this undead brainwashed group of like super ninjas i suppose but 
yeah, the whole, the whole trailer, it is just a story trailer. There's no extra gameplay, which is a bit disappointing. That's a, a common thread through all of DC fandom. Um, but yeah, the, the tone that it manages to set and the, the aesthetic of like all of the bird cages and the, the ever watching eyes is just fantastic. So I'm very, very keen to, to see if they, if they lean more into this, I will be all about this game. I'll play it regardless because it's a, a DC game, but yeah. So that's what they showed for Gotham Knights. Game is still looking good. Um, it's coming out 2022. Again, no release date, which is a bit a bit rough considering it was meant to come out this year. And DC Fandom was pumped up as one of the, like DC's biggest event of the year. So it's a bit disappointing to, to not get anything, but yeah, game looks fantastic. Is, is anyone else here keen to, to give it a raz? Is this by the same studio that did Arkham Origins? It is WB Montreal, yeah. I dug Origins. I understand why some people bounced off it, but based on that goodwill alone, I'll gravitate towards this. I'm just a little bit cynical, perhaps, that mm-hmm. you take the Court of Owls, which is such an exciting story in the Capullo Snyder run, and you take out Batman and you just leave it to the supporting cast, yeah. which means there is a big potential story element to that that's probably just not going to appear. And it's going, I feel, I already feel a bit skeptical, like at the outset, um, that the story might lose a bit of heft and momentum. Yeah. But again, this is just going to be a different take on the story. So I don't know shit. I'm excited. Yeah, exactly. As, as excited as I am for the Court of Owls to be introduced, it, yeah, without Batman, that run doesn't really fit. But I mean, mm. it's it's another interpretation. So I'm I'm keen for it to to see how it goes. Uh, I feel like Zach and Jordan, you're you're not really all that interested in Gotham Knights. Would I be correct in assuming that? Eh. Yeah. Yes. Batman. That's I'll fair. Say, uh, I might look at it when it comes out. Uh the the second game to be shown off again. Just cinematic, nothing gameplay-wise, which is rough. This one a little bit more understandable because it's always had that 2022 release window. Uh, but is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League? Now, this trailer kicks all kinds of ass. It's got some comedic tone to it, lots of action, and it is just laced with Easter eggs and little nods that DC fans all will really get around. Uh, it shows off some of the other members of the Justice League that we haven't seen, because this is set in the Arkhamverse. So we're seeing uh, Superman, we're seeing Flash, we're seeing John Stewart Green Lantern, which is fucking awesome because he's great. Uh, and we're seeing Wonder Woman all for the first time. So it's it's a great trailer to kind of introduce those characters, but then there are all of these little, little tidbits hidden in there, like Wonder Woman fighting Superman, so it looks like she's maybe not under Brainiac's control. Uh, and then... Uh, we see supporting characters like Penguin getting electrocuted because he's maybe a part of Task Force X or just under Amanda Waller's thumb or whatever. But lots of lots of cool little moments that DC fans will get around. And again, it sets the tone of the game really well to be kind of this big bombastic action action uh, action game with comedic elements in in it. So I'm I'm all kinds of keen for this. I I really do want to see gameplay sooner rather than later, but yeah, trailer absolutely kicked ass, and I'm very, very excited. Look, I, uh, I do love me some Green Lantern, so... Yep, John Stewart Green Lantern is fantastic as well. He doesn't get enough love. 
I'm big on Green Lantern. I'm really keen for the Green Lantern core HBO Max show when yeah. they actually show some of that. I've gotten into reading um, the modern Green Lantern runs, and I think they're brilliant. They are. They are really, really good. What about the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie? Uh, I haven't watched that. It. Didn't happen. That on Blu-ray, baby. Of course you oh. did. You fucking hell. It was pretty terrible. It's dreadful. Have you actually not watched it, Nathan? I haven't watched it. I've no, I've known not to watch it. Good. I, I remember watching it as a kid and not knowing anything about movie quality and still knowing that what I was watching was shit. As a kid? Didn't it come out like 10 years ago? Well. Pretty yeah. young, I remember. How old are you? 24. Also, you could you could show that movie to a dog and it would know that it's trash. So don't discount yourself, Jordan. Hmm. Do you just call a brown person a dog? Oh, no. <laughs> DC fandom was fucking great. <laughs> uh, outside of game-related things, they also showed a trailer for The Batman, which just looks fucking outstanding. I could not be any more excited about this film, and I don't want to see any more from it. I want that to be the last thing I see before I sit down in March to watch it. Because I don't want anything more spoiled for me. But fuck, it looks amazing. So, uh, yeah, I, I figured that with this would come up in Off Topics, but I guess this is actually a, a good spot for it. Am I don't. correct? No, please, no. Don't, please don't say, oh, it looked a bit shit, though. Phantom looks better. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so... I, I but you know he's going to say that anyway. Uh, he's going to talk about Robbie Pattinson. I don't mind the Batman films. I'm, I do enjoy them, so... Okay. You're uh, not going to get like what you're expecting. All right, hit me. Is, am I right in assuming that a lot of people were underwhelmed by the casting of Robert Patterson and now have the biggest Red Rockets going around? No, 100%. That's nah. that's that's definitely a thing, you're, I think. You're hitting I, the hell on the head there, really. I, I, just, I think it was just that cohort of people that only know him for Twilight, but the dude has done some winning films since then. Has yep. anyone seen Good Times? Yes, excellent film. What a fucking banger. The dude is great. Lighthouse, of course. As much as I, like, I don't, I will never watch Lighthouse again. It was not my, my cup of tea, but you can't deny that his acting wasn't phenomenal. Like you, you believed what the, the dude was, was doing. So yeah, guys, guys, excellent. And I also think that the tone that they're going for in that film makes sense. The, The casting makes sense for that. They're going for like a, a darker, grittier detective style film that shows off that Batman is a detective. He's one of his monikers is the world's greatest detective. Uh, and that hasn't really been explored in, in the films outside of like throwaway scenes of, of Bruce in the Batcave looking at ballistics from a bullet or whatever. So I'm keen to see that aspect of the character get explored. Nice. Well, Speaking of films that are coming out that I'm keen to see, I remembered this week, uh, shout-outs to Dylan and Buddy for helping me find out what the film was, uh, The the Nighthouse. Okay, yep, another one. Mm. I was It's on my around, list. Yeah, I was like, I remember seeing this trailer for a film when I went and saw The Quiet Place 2, and I remember it looking really, really good, but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called. So I actually spent like half an hour at work running through Google, the old Google machine, uh, a bunch of things to try and find it, and we found it, ladies and gentlemen. So it was a good morning. 
Good effort, yeah, we'll, mate. You and me will, we'll see. Yeah, we, we, should, we should talk on it in an upcoming podcast. I'll probably give it a watch in the next week or two. Yeah, is it coming November, I think? Question Surely. Mark? Hopefully. Yeah. Or I've got my dates wrong. Maybe you guys should do November. a VHS cast for it. Maybe we should. We are Speaking of VHS, is, is anyone familiar with VHS films? VHS 94 come out? No? Horror films? Oh, no, yes. Never mind. Yes, I think I know of it. Their name sounds vaguely... Yeah. It's like an anthology of like yeah. horror mini films. Yeah, sure. Oh, mate. <laughs> about anthology shout-outs. Like the dark okay. pictures? Sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, off topics. Let's... Uh, I finished watching Chapel Wait. I started watching Chapel Wait. Tonight. Okay. Yeah, so I just thought, fuck, I can't wow. say too much. <laughs> oh. Hated the ending. Absolutely yeah? hated the ending. Well, that's, that's you're supposed to. It's mm. a Stephen King adaptation. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that aside, I'm, ver- I'm very, very keen to see what you think. Well, I'm expecting to hate it too. <laughs> I actually think the show kind of sucks. Okay, but maybe I, it does. I can't it wait matter. for like in a few weeks where we we come back and Nathan just goes, Zach, what the fuck were you on about? I love you. <laughs> he's really low on my expectations. No, the past few weeks he's been talking it up. Well, it was like it was kind of good and then it just kind of got not good. It's hard to explain. I, so, like, I struggle okay. with Adrian Brody too, but anyway. So, mm. How, how does like it him. compare to uh, Billy Zane's The Phantom? Not as good. No, nothing will ever beat that. <laughs> um, I also finished watching The Chestnut Man. Now, that was good. Six, okay. six episodes. Yep. So that was, yeah, you know, Recommend. nice and tight. You know, the way I like it. Uh, the I also started watching Catler again. Because I only watched half the first episode, which is an Icelandic uh, TV show about a volcano erupting on this remote island and a bunch of randos. Walk out of the ash, basically. So, yeah, I watched an episode and a half of that so far. Sweet. So, yeah, that, that's all I got for you, I think. Oh, no, I watched The Guilty on over the weekend. Oh, yeah, how did you go? Oh, yes. I liked it. I'm, mate, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, he's he was a bloke. He's babe, isn't he? Oh, that would just be the best. Thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I, I really, really liked it, and I think his... Performance was fantastic in that, in, in, in that. Have you seen it? Not yet. It's on the list. Am I correct in Surely. saying he directed this or wrote it? Produced it, I believe. Okay. I, I, well, it's actually, it's a remake. It's a remake. The original was A Danish old. film, I'm pretty sure. I think it's Danish. Maybe don't hold me to that. But, um, but you know, he, he was very, very good. It, it, it's very minimal too. Like, it doesn't. It's literally a dude in front of a computer screen the whole time. Yeah, right. I'm I'm keen to give it a watch. It definitely is on the list. Yeah. Cool. The floor is yours. Take take it away. Share your. I will summon the pledge tribunal real quick. Oh. Let's hear it. I was going to do this earlier. I want to cash in a wild card. Okay. If it can be done. Obviously, I only bring a, a, a supplication and an offer. I want to get I want to kick I want to kick Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep off just 
I'm too burnt out on JRPGs this year to want to go through a half average one like that. I want to trade it in for Judgment. I believe they equal out now, uh, but I've already got a head start on Judgment. I'm like eight hours in or so. All out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to give the green light as well. What do you reckon, Jordan? Work for you, Keteris. Uh, I don't know. How much do you want him to pay me? Pay you what? He paid you in cat photos earlier, Jordan. Come on, Good mate. point. Yeah, I'm all for this. And if anyone says go. otherwise, I'll punch them. <laughs> Give him the warm and fuzzies. <laughs> all right. Well, we've, hit, uh, well, we've hit about 90 minutes, so we probably should uh, wrap it up. However, I've got a quick question because Nathan hasn't discussed this. Adam, I want to get your very, 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 very quick thoughts. Mm. Maybe, Nathan, this will, this will trigger something in you. <laughs> He's got me triggered. Adam, you've been listening to stuff, but what you've been listening to stuff with, you've been using the EPOS model number, I don't remember. H3 hybrids, yep. H3 hybrids, yep, that's the one I was going for. Um, How are Mm -hmm. they? They're pretty excellent. I am finding very little to pick them apart with. Yeah, they're a real good time. Incredibly comfortable, very cool design, and lots of good features. Nice. Nathan, you have another review coming up. Oh, we can talk about this? Well, it's this Friday, isn't it, the embargo? It is this Friday. I haven't checked what time this Friday. That's right. We'll save it for next week because this is like the arse end of the episode. So we'll, um... <laughs> it's more exciting than that. <laughs> Why don't you just so, give uh... him a sneak peek then? A sneak peek? Give, give us a sneak peek. We've got a, we've got a, game, a gaming chair on the way. Ooh. Ooh. Exciting from from a big brand that we all know. That's right. He's reviewing my lap. <laughs> the oh the seat we all know, Jordan. His <laughs> uh, face and sit on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, that's good. Uh, cool. Yeah. So you've been reviewing the Razer Enki 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 X. X. Yeah. The essential model in the new Razer Anki line, which is their second foray into the furniture, gamer furniture market, I believe, mm. or at least chair market. It, Yeah, it's, it's their premium offering lineup in terms of they want to compete with Secret Lab, Bullies, etc. And me. I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how oh. we rate it. It's an exciting new addition, but... Does it have LED lights? Any RGB? We'll find out. Oh, you tease. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, Jordan, you've also been reviewing a Razer laptop. I have been. I've been putting it under a lot of stress. Why don't I bring this up right at the end of it when everyone's already fucked off? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, I'm just in the process of writing soon. my uh, final yeah. thoughts on it. Um, pretty good. Uh, it does get a little warm. Uh, I recommend having a... If you're going to game on it, having a separate keyboard and mouse, maybe like the Razer Hyperspeed V3 Black Widow Mini that I reviewed. Mm. Uh, but overall, it, it does go pretty hard. It's more powerful than my computer. Um, and uh, Is it more powerful than a locomotive? Yes. Oh, Spider-Man reference. Spider-Man? Spock? Oh, dear. And you called me out for not doing the... Uh, Jesus. Superman. Hurts me. 
isn't it? I'm just fucking oh, with you. Flash. No, it's Spider-Man. Oh, he had it. He had it for a second. It was there. <laughs> no, it was Superman. No, no, it's Superman. Play it cool, Zach. Play it cool. You knew it the whole time. I knew. I knew it was big. My boy, big Dean Keynes. Okay. All right. Um. So that rem- like this, th- there is actually a reason why I'm bringing up this stuff because I forgot and I had made a mental note of it to bring it up during the news bit. But I actually watched a pre-briefing for RazorCon 2021 last week, uh, which I don't think I've told anybody. Have I told you this? No, um, negative. Uh, you, you told so, me about 10 seconds ago. No, I didn't. So, so there's a bunch of new shit coming from Razer, and they're actually getting in, into the component uh, oh. side of PC gaming. Well. PC building, yeah. So, Are they doing a hard drive for a chance? No, <laughs> they are doing... Oh, fuck, I... See, because I haven't written anything from it yet, but let me just quickly grab my notes. I'll try and go through them very, very quickly. They don't tell me what they are. They just tell me what the name of it is. That's not ideal, is it? So there's desktop components. There's a liquid cooler. Okay. There's a case fan. There's a fan controller and a power supply. Okay. Good start. Good start. Um, They also showed off some new headphones, I believe, is what that is. I think it's just headphones. Yeah, so yeah, that that, uh, that all that stuff breaks on October twenty second. So there should be some stuff up on the website about all the new stuff that Razer have coming. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Well Played DLC. I know it's probably been a long one, dragged on a bit, but thank you for sticking with us. And if you want to check out any of the content, you can go to www.well-played.com.au, uh, and we shall see you next week. See ya. Goodbye, Zach.